Welcome to the Being Fearless Podcast. In this podcast, we work on facing our fears so we can live our best lives. There's always going to be a voice inside you saying you can't. I'm here to tell you, yes, you can. I'm your host, Jackie Robbins. I'm a confidence coach, an ulcerative colitis warrior, Star Wars nerd, dog mom, and a fitness enthusiast with a cupcake problem. It's okay to be scared. Do it anyway. You guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. So when this podcast drops, the next day is going to be my birthday. My birthday is on June 11th. I'm a Gemini and I thought I would do a fun birthday podcast. So we're doing a solo cast today. I've had a lot of amazing interviews lately, um, but I thought it would be really fun. So most of you probably don't know this, but I am going to be 39. Ooh, that hurts. Um, I'm actually struggling with it a little bit because it's my last year in my 30s, but I thought it would be fun to give you 39 things that I've learned in 39 years. And I got to be honest, this might be a two-part podcast. I haven't decided yet, so I'm just going to surprise you with that. But first, I want to talk about some fearless things that I've been doing because this is this is a podcast about being fearless. This is a podcast about putting yourself out there. And every week, I have these amazing guests, and I always ask them, you know, what is the most fearless thing that you've ever done in your life? And I can tell you the most fearless thing that I have ever done in my life is when I purchased my house last year. I was scared shitless. I mean, I was crying when I went to the bank to take out, you know, the check to put down the down payment. I was ready to vomit. Like I was scared out of my mind. So I think for me, one of my most fearless acts was buying my house. Like I was scared because it's just me. There are a lot of out there. There's a lot of you out there listening to this podcast and you have a significant other. Like, you have somebody else to fall back on. And I don't have that. And, oh, this is going to sound terrible. I actually grew up thinking that I needed a man in my life to be able to do things. And I know that sounds, you know, probably not like me. But there was a long time where I always felt like, okay, like, I just need to have a man in my life. Like, he'll take care of me. I won't have to worry about things. And for a little while, it worked out for me. And then... I realized I just, you know, I wasn't with the right partners. It didn't work out. And then I found myself on my own. And I just had that moment where I was like, okay, well, we sink or swim. And there are times where maybe I'm treading water, but I'm going to swim and I'm going to thrive. And I am really proud of everything I have accomplished by myself. And that to me is the epitome of being fearless. For me, um, like I said, being fearless is different for everybody. Like you might be sitting there and you're like, I asked for a raise the other day. That's the most fearless thing I've done. And you know what? You're right. So, you know, it's subjective to every person. Um, Also figure I'd share one more fearless act with you guys. So lately it's been really hard to actually get out of your comfort zone and do other things. Um, I think just for me, staying at home all the time is 
I don't want to say it's making me complacent, but it's really hard to figure out, okay, what can I do to get out of my comfort zone or what can I do to like, you know, give myself that rush of like being scared and doing it anyway. And, um, this morning I drove off a car lot because I bought myself a new car. And that also felt amazing. But again, there was that terrifying moment where I'm like, oh my God, like you write that down, you know, just like the down payment check. Like I'm at the bank and I'm like, I might hurl right now. But you know what? The thing about money is it's an exchange of energy. And if you're going into it with, um, you know, shitty feelings, then you're going to get that back. <laughs> so yeah. So, all right. I think I've rambled enough, but yeah, really excited about my new car because I got a RAV4 and I love it and I am a person that now researches the shit out of things and it took me a little while to come to this decision, but I am super happy and by the way, this is my, I had my Camry for 10 years. I mean, she had a tape deck, <laughs> like she had a tape decks and now I have like Bluetooth and I didn't know how to hook it up, so somebody had to show me. Anyway. So let's get into, um, let's get into some of the things I've learned in 39 years. Huh. Still don't love saying that. All right. So obviously, um, you probably know what number one is going to be, but I also want to say this. There is no particular order. I just sort of free wrote things that I felt were important to talk about and wanted to share with you guys. Oh, and before I continue... In honor of my birthday, I'm going to ask you guys to do me a favor. If you could hook a girl up with a five-star review, maybe a couple of words, maybe even share the podcast if you love it, I would really, really appreciate it. I know a lot of times I say this at the end of the podcast, and I'll be honest, myself, I don't always make it to the end of people's podcasts. So I'm just going to go ahead six minutes into the podcast and ask you guys if you'll do me a huge favor, maybe even hit pause right now, hit that five-star review so that I can keep reaching more and more people and hopefully they love what I'm saying. So I appreciate it. Send me some birthday love. Thank you. All right. Now I'm done rambling. All right. So number one, you probably know what I would pick as number one, and it is be scared. Do it anyway. It's okay to be scared. You're going to be scared. There are going to be so many times in your life where you're going to be scared. It's your job to figure out if it's worth not doing. Like, are you not doing it because you're scared? Are you not doing it because you're going to hurt yourself? Like, there are different reasons why you might not want to do something. But don't let fear scare you from taking the big steps in life. If there is something inside you that you're like, I want to do this. I can't stop thinking about this. Then you know what? Be scared. Take a step forward, even if it's a baby step, because you know what? Baby steps are still steps forward, and just go out there and fucking do it. You guys, you know this. I was pretty scared to launch a podcast. My first thought was, who the fuck is going to listen to me? And you know what? Turns out a lot of people listen to me, which I think is awesome. Not only do a lot of people listen, but there are people that are willing to be guests on my show. So you know what? I was scared, but it was something I truly wanted to do because I want to be a motivational speaker. So this was a great first step. So number one, be scared. Do it anyway. Number two, practice gratitude. 
One of the things I do almost daily in my journal is I write down five things I'm grateful for that day. And I'm not talking about like, I'm thankful for my house. I do write stuff like that. But like, sometimes I'm thankful that I got through the drive-thru in two minutes. (laughs) Sometimes I'm thankful that I didn't have to wait to get gas at the full serve station because it's pouring rain out. You know, I try to make it a little bit more obscure so that it pertains to that day and it's not just like, I'm grateful I have clothes on. Um, You know, I'm always grateful for Piper kisses. I'm always grateful for coffee, for sunshine. You know, um, this morning I was incredibly grateful for money. I was grateful to money because this is what I've been saving for. I've been putting money away because I understood that I needed a car and I was grateful that I had a big chunk to put down and that felt amazing. So practice gratitude. And if you're not a journaler and you're just like, I'm not journaling, don't make me journal. I have a ton of clients that tell me they don't want to journal. That's okay. See it in your head. Here are the five things I'm grateful for listed in your head. But I'm telling you, a happier life comes the more grateful you are. And I am grateful as fuck over so many things. Number three, your health is your most valuable asset. Take your health seriously. Like, I'm not telling you, like, go out there and, you know, do this crazy diet and stuff like that. But take your health seriously. If you know you're making bad decisions, if you're like smoking, eating sugar all day, you're 100 pounds overweight, your health is what matters. Your health is what's going to, you know, I don't know what I want to say here without sounding terrible. Okay, so, all right, let me just... (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. Um, your health is so valuable. And as a person who grew up with a chronic illness, still battles it every day, I am so grateful every day that I don't feel sick. But think about it. You're making all these bad decisions. And then the doctor's like, oh, you have high cholesterol. You have high blood pressure. And now you have to make these dramatic lifestyle changes. Why not do it gradually? Like, think of your body really is a temple. Like, your health really is important. I can't stress this enough. Don't wait till you get a chronic illness to do something about it. And you know what? We're all in quarantine right now, sort of. Um, you know, hopefully you've had some time to sit back and reflect. I know a couple of us are dealing with the uh, COVID-19, like the freshman 15, but maybe it's time to just get up. Start moving your body and just figure out like, okay, am I taking my health for granted? And see what you can do about it. Number four, coffee is life. Just going to leave that one there. I love coffee. Not going to lie. I think it's life. Um, Yeah, coffee is life. Number five, failure is a good thing. You're probably like, really, Jackie? (laughs) Failure is a good thing. It helps you learn. Don't be afraid to fail. I actually think I have this on the list twice. Hopefully it doesn't come up quickly. Um, I have a feeling I wrote this twice because there are going to be so many times in your life that you're going to fail. And here's the thing. You just need to be like, okay, that didn't go as planned. What did I learn and what can I do differently? And you need to take it from there because you know what? There's not one person on this planet that has not failed. 
You need to be resilient. You need to make mistakes and you need to keep going. And you also probably need to know that sometimes you're going to suck. Like sometimes you're going to suck. I say it all the time. So when you want to do something new, do you think you're going to come out of the gate like, oh my God, I'm so amazing at this. My first podcast probably sucked. (laughs) Probably wasn't very good. But you know what? I got it out there. It was my first one. Same thing with my first blog. The first chapters I've written in my book. Do you know how many times I've rewritten these things because I felt like they sucked? It's okay to suck. Keep going. You know what? In the podcast perspective, a couple of weeks ago, I accidentally recorded in the middle of the podcast. And I'll be honest, I didn't listen to the whole thing before I posted it. And you know, I was going to take it down when a couple of people mentioned it. And I thought, you know what? No, because I'm not perfect. And sometimes you need to suck and that's okay. So failure is good. We learn from failure. Don't fear failure. Um, all right. Number six, please hear me when I say this one. This one's important. Whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. I'm going to use running as an example. When I tell people I'm a runner and I do long distance running, you know what the first thing people say to me is? I could never do that. Nope, you couldn't because you just mentally defeated yourself. Instead of saying you can't do something, try saying I don't want to do it. And here's the thing. So the longest distance I've ever done is a half marathon, 13.1. And periodically people will be like, oh, are you going to try to do the Boston Marathon someday? You're going to run a marathon? And no, I'm not. But it's not because I can't. It's because I don't have a desire to do that. Can that change in the future? Yes. But right now, I don't have a burning desire to run a marathon. And you know what? I'm cool with that. But I'm just going to say it one more time for you guys. Whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you are right. It is your decision. Number seven, working out is going to reduce your anxiety. If you, a lot of people listening to me have anxiety issues, probably, you know, um, I used to have very severe anxiety and I've always enjoyed working out, but I can tell you right now, especially during this pandemic, if I wasn't working out, my anxiety would be taking over right now and I would not be doing podcasts and I would not be making goals and crushing them. I would just be sitting on my couch watching Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, what have you, and just sitting there and probably eating my feelings. Working out reduces anxiety. There are tons of studies on this. I'm not going to go into that. It's just something I know and I believe in. And I know not everybody likes to work out, but I'm telling you right now, even moving your body every day, if you like, let's say you just walk a mile, it's going to help reduce your anxiety. Don't believe me? Try it. All right, where are we at? Hold on. Oh, excuse me. All right. Number eight. Always bring a book. Wherever you go, always bring a book. I actually had a professor say this to me in my 20s um, because um, I was reading the Harry Potter books at the time. And I forget which one was out. And I always went to class and I always had a few minutes before class. So I'd sit there and read. And he always said that people who have a book, um, it's a sign of intelligence. But here's the thing for me. 
I spend a lot of time in doctor's offices and I don't want to just sit there mindlessly scrolling on my phone. I'd rather sit and do something productive with my time. I legitimately always have a book with me. When I'm driving around for work, when we're not quarantined at home and working from home, I always have a book. If I have a few minutes, I'll, you know, bang out a quick chapter. And it makes me feel so much better because I think a lot of times we're just so glued to our phones. Like we're always scrolling. We're on the gram. We're on Facebook. We're TikToking if you know how to do that. Um, we're doing all the things online and that's all well and good. But I just feel like sometimes you're you're picking up the energy that social media is giving you and it could just be bringing you down and you don't even know. So my thing is always bearing a book. Also, I really like reading. Number 10. Nope. Where am I? Nope. Number nine. Sorry. Never settle. Ever. Period. In anything at life. I wrote this um, when I was writing this list. I actually meant in relationships, but I don't think you should ever settle for anything. There's there's never a point that you need to settle. If your gut is telling you like, I don't think this is the right decision for me, but I feel backed into a corner. No, the universe will provide. The universe will show you something else. You just have the have to have the courage to make the decision. So never settle ever period. Number 10. Ooh, this one's heavy. (laughs) This one's heavy. You're not always right. Sorry for all you people out there who's like, yes, I am. No, you're not. And I don't like to do a lot of political stuff and I am not crazy educated on what is going on in the world, but there's a lot of hate happening right now. And There are so many opinions out there. They're all flying around. Everybody is just giving their opinion willy-nilly. People are fighting online. And the fact of the matter is, you're just not always right. Like, you're not always right. I'm not even saying you're wrong, but there's a lot of different perspectives for a lot of different things. So rather than getting into arguments with people, why don't we stop and listen and be respectful? Because... I can't change your mind any more than you can change mine. So just understand that sometimes you're not right. And honestly, I'm sure relationship counselors all around the world say this to people because a lot of times when you're in an argument with like a significant other, all you want is to be right. You want your voice to be heard and you want to feel like you're right and aren't you hearing me and I need to hear you're wrong. Sometimes it's not about that. Sometimes it's just about listening to other people. So that's number 10. Number 11, you can't please everybody. You just can't. Reformed people pleaser right here. I tried it for so many years. You guys, we just can't do it. We're going to try so hard and you're going to make yourself crazy and it's not going to happen. So you know what? Do your best. Do what makes you feel good. And that's that. Number 12. Number 12 and 13 kind of go hand in hand, but number 12 is respect your money. Have respect for your money. Um, If you have no idea 
what you're spending your money on. If you spend it frivolously, if you don't care, if you hold on to it, you know, and never spend anything, then you don't have a mutual respect for money. Um, you, you know, Dave Ramsey always says you need to respect your money. And this was a hard lesson for me. This is a lesson that I've learned over the past three years. I actually respect money so much now that when I make big purchases like the car or even the coffee maker I bought a couple of weeks ago, I researched the crap out of it because you know what? I'm spending my hard earned money on something. I want to make sure it's right. Like I'm not an impulse shopper anymore. So any of you impulse shoppers out there, although you really can't be right now, have some respect for your money and where it's going and what you're spending it on. Which leads me into number 13. Money does not solve problems. Yes, it can buy you things. It can pay your bills. But if you need stuff to make you happier, you got some work to do. Because you know what? The only person that can make you happy is you. And also, as a reformed shopaholic... I used to buy some of the dumbest shit on the face of the planet. My old apartment actually looked like Comic-Con threw up around it because I had so many toys and all of these things, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. If that's your deal, great, more power to you. But for me, when I looked around, I was like, oh my God, there's thousands of dollars in this room for action figures and like all of these things, and I just thought to myself, oh my God. And that was part of my like aha moment because when I moved, um, when I moved home before I, um, bought my house, I had to put everything in a box and I did the whole Marie Kondo thing. And I was just like, does this even spark joy for me? How many fucking Luke Skywalker action figures do I actually need? (laughs) So (laughs) it's not funny. Um, cause there was probably like 10 of them. So you know what I did? I did something that made me feel energetically happy about it. And all of those action figures, my nephew uses them and he plays with them and he loves them. And that actually made me super happy. And don't get me wrong. If you looked at my house right now, like I still have some seriously amazing collectibles around the house, but I just had so much stuff everywhere that I was like, okay, we can't do that. But I mean, if I was having a bad day, I would go shopping and just willy nilly buy things. And this is how you go into credit card debt. So just remember money doesn't solve your problems. It's just going to buy you things. And if you're looking to money to make you happy, you're going to be looking for a long time. It's going to, don't get me wrong. It's going to give you that instant boost of like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I have 17 new shirts and five pairs of jeans, but it's going to wear off, especially when you like can't pay a bill because you just dropped $300 at Bloomingdale's. Number 14, thinking you don't have a choice is a choice. I wish I had a good example for this, but, um, hold on. I must. There, okay, so there have been times where I would find myself in a situation and I would think, well, I just have to suck it up because I really don't have a choice right now. That was me making a choice. That was me not looking at it from different angles. That was me being scared and not taking a chance. So if you're in a situation where you're like, um, I don't really know. Let's say it's a job. All right, let's take a job. You're in a job. You hate it. You don't get paid enough. Your boss sucks. All of the things. 
and you're sitting there because you're like, oh, there's probably no jobs out there. Like, what am I even qualified to do? And you sit there paralyzed. Well, you've made a choice. You've made a choice to stay in that unhappy decision, and that is a choice. So if it's something like that is going on in your life, and you're just like sticking your head in your in the sand and being like, oh, I don't really have a choice, you actually do, and you made one. So choose again. Number 15, stop waiting for the right time to do something. The right time is a myth. There's no right time to do anything. If you want to do something, then you got to do it. You got to drop the excuses and be like, we're doing this, balls to the walls, on it. So stop waiting for the right time. Um, Number 16, practice self-love. Love yourself because it sets the tone for every other relationship in your life. For years, I hated myself. Hated myself. I would look in the mirror and I'd be like, you're a loser. You're not skinny enough. You're not pretty enough. Like, this is your life. You're always going to be broke. You're never going to be able to you know, do things on your own. I said some of the meanest things to myself and it wasn't until I dove headfirst into the personal development world. I've been to seminars. I've done counseling. I've had coaches. I mean, you guys, you got to do the work, but I'm telling you right now, if you do not love yourself, why should anybody else? And I'm not talking about your family. Your family's always going to love you, but like, If you're not treating yourself well, then you're going to allow other people to not treat you well. And I did that for like a really long time. Don't do that. Practice self-love. And if you don't know where to start, hit me up on the DM and let's talk about it because I got some ideas. Number 17. Hydrate to feel great. Sometimes I just have to put some light and fluffy ones in there. As a person who struggles with dehydration, I can tell you guys right now, if I don't hydrate enough, it feels like the life force is being sucked out of me. If you ever feel like that or you're starting to feel like sluggish and stuff, you got to hydrate. And I will say, you are supposed to drink half of your body weight in ounces a day. So if you weigh... Let's say 120 pounds, you need to be drinking 60 ounces of water. For me, I probably need at least 20 more than that. So drink the water, pee all day, hydrate to feel great. All right, number 18. Perspective is everything. Perspective is everything. The Peaceful Warrior. Have you guys ever seen that movie? The Peaceful Warrior is a really amazing movie. It's also a book. I believe his name is Dan Millman. I might be wrong. Please don't quote me on that. Um, great movie. I've never read the book because at first I didn't realize it was a book. So it's on my list of things to read at some point. But it's great. But he talks a lot about um, perspective being everything. And I mean, especially with what's going on in the world my perspective is going to be different from your perspective. If we look at this, have you ever talked to your friend and you're recollecting something that happened years ago? Both of you are going to have a different point of view of it. Doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong, but you're coming at it from different angles. So just remember, you know, sometimes when you're listening to other people, you're like, oh wow, I didn't look at it that way. And that's 
That's an eye-opening thing if you can, you know, hear that in somebody else. But we all look at things differently. So just remember when you're really trying to put things in perspective, you really have to figure out, okay, are there other ways I can look at it? And like, what is, what do we think? Like, put yourself in other people's shoes. So perspective is everything. Number 18. Um, let me flip the page here. Number 19. No is a complete sentence. It is. No, period. I'm not doing it. No. (laughs) You don't have to explain yourself. You can just say no to people. And I'm sure, as my name is Jacqueline, that it is really hard to just be like, no. And just leave it at that and say nothing. And I've learned to do this in certain aspects. But a lot of times, we will. somebody will be like, oh, um... Can you bake cupcakes for the PTA? Um, no, I have blah, 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 insert excuses. How about just saying no? How about just saying no? Because sometimes no is because your time is valuable and you really just don't want to say to someone, I don't want to do it. (laughs) Just say no. No is a complete sentence. All right, number 20. Playing off the last one. When you're saying yes to other people, you're saying no to yourself. So if you say yes to baking the cupcakes at the PTO, by the way, I don't know why I'm using this example because I don't have children and if I bake cupcakes, I'm not giving them away. I'm eating them. Um, sorry, not sorry. But if you're saying yes to everybody else, then you're essentially saying no to yourself. So you need to decide with your time, if you're a person that's always like, I don't have time to um, run or exercise or read a book, then you have to decide like, all right, well, what are all the things you're saying yes to? Because you're saying all these no's to yourself. So don't be the person who says yes to everybody else and is saying no to you. All right. So that was 20 things I've learned in 39 years. Hopefully some of it resonates with you guys. Um, I kind of wanted to do a short and sweet this week and I'm at about 30 minutes. So I'm going to make you guys wait till next week (laughs) for the other 19. Um, but I want you guys to do me a favor. I want you to go out there after you listen to this podcast. I want you to do something that scares you. I do. Not only do I want you to get out there, this is for my birthday, um, not only do I want you to get out there and do something that scares you, I want you to post it and tag me. I want you to get on the gram and tell me what you're doing. I want to hear all about it because you know what? It doesn't matter what it is. Sometimes you just need to get out of your comfort zone. And I mean, you know what? Maybe it's just driving around without the GPS on. (laughs) Maybe it's just getting lost. Whatever it is, I want you guys to really go out there this week, do something that scares you, and just make yourself proud. Because that's the thing. When you start getting out of your comfort zone, you're going to gain all this amazing momentum. You're going to be so proud of yourself, and you're going to be like, oh my god, I can tackle the world. Like, why did I even think that was the thing? Like, look at me go. So yes, that was this week's podcast. Again, Don't forget to leave that review. Don't forget to do something that scares you. And I will see you next week on the pod. Be scared. Do it anyway.